When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's uh, it's Sunday, bro. Yeah, it's a little weird because we usually don't do these on Sundays, but, you know, we kind of had a weird week, so. We did, didn't we? It's When is it, it going to be normal? But then again, what is normal, right? That's right. We're just happy to be doing these. Yeah. So if we get to do it, we get to do it. Exactly, bro. So we're going to dive into it. we got sports Sports talk. talk. We're going to start off with something we haven't actually talked about in a while. We're going to talk a little NASCAR. Let's do it, brother. So we may have witnessed life imitating art in NASCAR. Ross Chastain needed to finish ahead of Denny Hamlin to put himself in line for the cup at the last race of the year. What he did... What he did was something that would have been done only in a video game, and there's your art. <laughs> Ross Chastain put his car into the wall and rode it around, passing Hamlin and securing a spot in the championship race. It was a spectac- uh, spectacle to see, to say the least. Dude, that takes some balls, man. And Chastain also Oof. credited his video game play from NASCAR 2005 as the reason why he actually attempted the thing in the first place. <laughs> I was like, alright. <laughs> I mean, dude... Think about it. Nowadays, everybody plays video games, so it is what it is, right? Yes, sir. It would put him in the final four for the chance for the championship. Joey Logano would win or would win the championship in today's race. So, Cooper, your overall thoughts on Ross Chastain and his admittance of NASCAR 2005, the video game, <laughs> influencing his decision to do what he did to that. That's like some crazy shake and bake shit, dude. Right? That's like uh, that's like Ricky Bobby just saying, let's do this. Um, it was cool shit, dude. Uh, I, you know, wow, bro. Not much more you can say about that video game status. It is. It's crazy to sit there and go, what are we watching? And, you, and everybody's like, like watching and going, wow. <laughs> you should have heard the radio calls. Uh, the announcers, everybody's just like, what is he doing? <laughs> it works. Let him do it, I guess. It but, work. but the question is, how many people are going to try that again? 
I mean, heck, if it, if it works once, it might work again. You never know. Exactly. Put it in the wall. Let it go. Put it up against the wall and just open up. Let's go. Um, yeah, so Logano would win in Phoenix, claiming his second NASCAR title. So, unfortunately, it got him into the final four, but unfortunately wasn't anything to keep his momentum going hey, man. For, for the win. So. Who cares, right? If that's what they're talking about, you, you pretty much won anyways. There you go. That's yeah, right. You won something. Uh, minor note from NASCAR. Jimmy Johnson will return to NASCAR as a driver and part owner. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So his retirement from NASCAR and IndyCar lasted only two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> he plans on rent, racing his first race at the Daytona 500, where he's a two-time winner. Um, he's still going to be a part-time excuse me, part-time owner, I mean driver. So it's not like he's going to be um, a full-time driver. I think what it is, too, is, Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. You're you're in a sport where as long as you keep your cardio and, you know, you can withstand that long of a drive and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could go for a while, bro. So... Maybe he's just bored and land like screw it. I'm getting back on the track, you know. Yeah, you know, and he had an opportunity. He teams up with Petty Enterprises, so it's going to be interesting to see how that yeah. goes for him moving forward. Um, no announcement yet on what his number or um, main sponsorship will be. Um, I'm sure we'll get more details as we get closer to Daytona, fi- the Daytona 500. But definitely interesting, dude. Cool. Yeah, he does plan on um, also racing the Coca-Cola 600, as we know is the longest race. Of the NASCAR <laughs> season. Yeah. That thing is just crazy. Um, and he's going to try to actually do the double day again, where he, what he used to do, which is run the 600 and the Indy 500 the same day, because they are the same day race. Mm-hmm. However, he also would like to partake in the NASCAR All-Star event, and he's hoping NASCAR will make an exception, an exception for him to make him eligible to be in the All-Star race. But the problem is, if he does that, it interferes with the qualifying for the Indy race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he puts his priorities going with that one. Definitely, bro. To me, if you're going to do the combo, you might as well just not worry about the all-star race. Just go ahead and just focus on making sure your, your Indy car qualifies so you can do the double race. Otherwise, just forget about the Indies, <laughs> right? I mean, really, like, what are you trying to do be in that car all day? I mean, basically, it's, <laughs> it's two different type of cars, but still, yeah. it's, I mean, it's you're, you're behind the wheel all day. So, except for that time you're flying from Indianapolis to Charlotte, <laughs> that's the only difference. All right, so let's switch gears and head on to the diamond and talk some baseball. Let's do it, brother. So, did the Astros cheat in the World Series? Yep. Cooper's already on board. Saying yep. Yes. So Martin Maldonado was told after game one to stop using an illegal bat given to him by Albert Pujols. Pujols was grandfathered into using the bat before the bat's banned in 2010. MLB stated that the bat is not a competitive advantage, but rather a player's safety issue, citing that the bat break when the bats break, it's um, more dangerous than a normal bat because it's a maple um, wood instead of a normal, whatever they consider, whatever their normal bats are. Um, I guess maple... Bats are more splintery and dangerous than the other normal pine. Um, And then in game two, it appears that Framber Valdez was wiping foreign substances on his hand. The umpires would check him and didn't find anything. 
But another camera angle shows Valdez slipping his hand into the inseam of his pants around underneath his belt for another known spot for foreign substances to be concealed. The Phillies would manage to win game one, but lost game two to Valdez and the Astros, and the Astros did end up winning game six of the series to win four to two overall and become champions for the first time since 2017. Cooper, we already heard your initial yes. Well, let's hear your thoughts. Oh, man, they've already proven they're cheaters. I mean, I mean if they're already they're already coming out with sources that they're doing this crap. You think that it's you know, you think that it's just by happen chance? I I think they know they know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. they're trying to get away with it again. Again, yeah. And I'm sorry. How do you not know about that bat? Like, how do you not know? Come on, dude. Right. How do you not know? Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. And I'm sorry, but I, I any bat that you have, if it breaks and splinters and the frails or shale, whatever you call them, go flying all over the yard, over the field, and potentially into someone's hands, face, or whatever, is all dangerous. I don't care what kind of bat yeah. it is. And so I don't think that's the point at all. I think it's because Albert Pujols is one of the, probably going to probably for a while, one of the last guys we see hit seven home runs for his career and hopefully not be steroid-induced. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you're just going to be like, you know, I'm going to use his bat. And if he's not... You, allowed to use it anymore because he's also signed his paperwork and said he's retired officially he just because he gave you bat his bats doesn't mean you get to use them it's illegal it was illegal for anybody to use besides pool holes and yeah. pool holes i'm sorry didn't get very many broken bats so if you really thought it was a safety concern i'm sorry even for the next 12 years pool holes should have used a different bat yeah, what, what, if it's that dangerous, what were they so worried about? I mean, it just doesn't seem. That's where I think it was a competitive advantage, whether yeah. Major League Baseball says anything or not. Because if it was a safety issue, you don't let pool holes get grandfathered into using that bat. I mean, think about it. They have all the technology nowadays to to test different wood, to test all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that type of wood. Hits the ball a certain way, and may you may even when you swing it, it you know it glides better or something, dude. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like I don't. Th- you're right. It has nothing to do with with you know like player safety, safety or anything like that. It's some some type of advantage you get for using that bat. Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest. What's what's the only bat that's really banned in baseball? Aluminum. Why? Because a metal bat is way more dangerous than a wood bat if a ball's coming screeching at you off a metal bat. Yeah. So don't tell me it's a player safety issue because, oh, if it splinters so much and these little pieces of wood go flying everywhere, that's going to be more dangerous on the maple bat compared to a pine bat. Get over yourself. Yeah. It's a competitive advantage, not a player safety. It's it's probably a lighter wood or something. Probably, and it's easier to swing. so. So... Get over yourself. It's a competitive advantage. Anyways, we're going to talk about a Yankee. We're talking about lighter wood and a Yankee. Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about a Yankee. <laughs> but anyways, if you haven't actually cheated, Astros, congratulations. If you did cheat it, screw you. Yep, pretty much. That's how I feel. Which I feel bad because I do like Dusty Baker. 
I'm glad he won a championship, but unfortunately, I hate that it's with the Astros. There you go. You know, it's just basically like Russell Wilson. I was glad he won the Super Bowl, but I hate it was the Seahawks. Right. Anyways, all right. Aaron Judge will have no short of suitors this offseason. The Yankees will likely do whatever they can to keep him. However, they will have competition. The Red Sox, Dodgers, and Giants have made their intentions known of wanting to sign the slugger in the offseason. The Giants have even come out and said that they will not be outbid for Judge. Basically saying that if he ends up staying in New York, it's because he wants to be a Yankee for life, not because of money. Cooper, your thoughts? Hey, man, he's that good of a player. We'll see what happens with this. I mean, you know, I guess the real thing is, does he want to be a Yankee or does he want that money? That's true. I mean, the Yankees are going to open up their pockets, too. Oh, yeah. So, I don't... And I'm sure there'll be certain incentives and bonuses Mm -hmm. that'll come along, you know, and, I mean, it's just, it's where where does he want to be? So, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe a change of pace, but at the same time, if that's where you're comfortable at and you like it there, why not stay? Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand the Giants wanting to bring him back only because he did grow up in Northern California, so he's pretty much, that's his hometown team, technically. Um, If he wants California, of course, the Dodgers are another option. Or if he just wants to... You know, stay out east because it's out east. He's either going to be stay Yankee, or the Red Sox will make a substantial offer to get him off the off the rivals roster. So, it's going to be interesting. It's up to him, obviously, but it's going to be an interesting bidding war to say the least. And I'm sure he's just sitting back with popcorn, going, "Show me the money." That's right. He's over here freaking. <laughs> He's freaking Tom Cruise in it right now. Show me the money! <laughs> Pretty much, dude. All right, man. So let's go from the diamond to the hardwood. You ready? Let's do it, brother. We were talking about softwood. Now we're talking about hardwood. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. So in the Lakers are off to a very slow start to the season. They started 0-5 before having Russell Westbrook, I mean Brooke, come off the bench. That seemed mm-hmm. to help as they did win back-to-back games. Only to lose the next game to Utah, and again they lost today to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Lakers are near the bottom in three-point percentage and cannot seem to get it together early on this season. Koopa, your thoughts? Well, you and I have always said they're not much of a three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. They're all old as hell. Mm-hmm. And we need to hit the nuke button on this because this is just, it's horrible. And to be a Laker fan right now is just like, who's our backup? <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm dead set on trading Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And if we have to get rid of the 2027 and 2029 draft picks to do it, do it. Then I'm using LeBron as trade bait to get some draft picks back. Yeah. So that way you can actually have a decent looking future because... Granted, I know, LeBron's not the problem. I understand that. The problem is, is your damn roster building with LeBron is the problem. You failed miserably. You got one championship, and then you took away all of his shooters and guys who can actually play defense to try to get, I don't know why, to get extremely old out of nowhere. This would have been great if we would have had a, I don't know, a first-round pick to actually use last year. Oh, wait. No, that's right. You traded that to Anthony to get Anthony Davis. 
Oh, shit. Well, now what? Exactly. That's the question. Now now what? Now what are you going to do? Yeah, now what? And, and who are we going to root for? Because we obviously know the Lakers are, are shit right now. Yeah. And they're not going to get any good for a while. No. And, um, and you have no one who can make a three. Yeah. Consistently make a three. It's like if we can at least get Buddy healed, we at least have a decent three-point shooter on the team. And we might actually have a chance to, I don't know, maybe sneak into the back end of the playoffs. Yeah. But until then, we're just going to sit here and keep twiddling our thumbs. Maybe be lucky to be in the bottom half of the playoffs, if at all, for the play-in opportunity, only to get knocked out. And then we're just, you know, in another offseason where we're like, what are we going to do? The only good thing if we don't trade Westbrook is his money comes off the books next year. That's it. Other than that, we have nothing. Yeah. Because no one's going to want to come play for this team that's got any level of talent. No one's going to come play for this team. They they know they're going to play second fiddle to, or third fiddle technically, to LeBron and AD. One who's getting older, unfortunately, and the other one who can't stay healthy. Yeah. They ain't going to want to do that. That's why it'd be better if you freaking dump this freaking talent, or so-called talent, for some young prospects, some draft picks, get some money ready to go next year and the year after, and maybe, you know, go, hmm, I can get a free agent who maybe want to come to L.A. now because he doesn't have to play second fiddle and will want to re- retake the team back to championship quality. Yeah, man. Because right now, it's nothing. It's, it, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, to say the least. And, you know... It's just stupid. Give us something to root for. Even if you at least trade Westbrook for the Miles Turner and Buddy Hill trade, at least then you have a three-point shooter. Yeah. At least something. And maybe have a positive. But you got you basically got to hit the nuke button. We were calling for the nuke button last year, and you didn't do it. And it's not looking good this year either. And, and why they haven't traded Westbrook yet uh, is beyond me, dude. I know you have Miles he, Turner he saying, come not- get me. He is not the player he used to be, that's for sure. And it's like, it's sad to watch somebody diminish and just continue to watch them play. He's so bad that they won't even leave him in under the five minutes of the fourth quarter or in overtime at all. So basically, the last ten minutes of a game, if you have, if you don't finish it in regulation and you have to play another five minutes of overtime... You're basically playing without a considered top player, even on the court, because he's a liability. That's not good. And when Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, uh, it's it's a detriment, dude. And that was one of your concerns when they first traded for him. He's yeah. like, I hope he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, we'll be okay. And he did stay healthy. One year. En- enough for you guys to get a championship. But now yeah. it's just kind of like... And unfortunately, is it because of the pandemic? Did the pandemic because he had a four month break in between his last game and then the bubble? Yeah, that's the problem. Is uh, that I think the biggest problem with the NBA though, all around to be honest, there's too many damn games, dude. That too. They need to drop too it down many to sixty six. And that's why people are getting hurt so much. I mean, it's not. It's not to say that the game isn't fun to watch because it is. But it's a more fast-paced, you know, in-your-face, 
type game nowadays. Yeah. And if you can't keep up, you're going to get hurt. And that's usually what happens. And a lot of these guys, they're big. They're, they're, they're trees, dude. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, they, they, their hammies can't, can't handle it. Yeah. Their legs can't handle it. Right. All right. So we're going to switch gears and talk about the Utah Jazz. Let's do it. But why are we talking about the Utah Jazz? Because they're relevant. Right? But why? (laughs) But why? But why are they relevant? Well, think about this. This is the reason why. They're the biggest surprise of the season. They traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves and Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers this offseason, respectively. What appeared to be a rebuild has actually been a 7-3 and start to the season, which have the Jazz currently sitting third in the Western Conference standings. It is early in the season, but to be, but has, but this start has to be a surprise to many, and even to some inside the Jags, Jags, Jazz <laughs> organization. Cooper, yeah. your thoughts on this shocker to the Jazz season? Um, I think what it is is you're probably getting, you know, some players out there that are getting more playing time, and you know, when when you when you shift focus to the younger talent and and you're not totally focused on Donovan Mitchell, you're not totally focused on Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. It, it changes the dynamic of everything. It makes it more of a team Yeah. Team event, you know what I mean? So it's like they want to win, but they've gotta figure out how to do it together because they don't have those two guys there anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's probably true. It's probably like everybody that's now there that is left over and the new players that have came in, they're like, hey, there's no one that is considered the guy here. Yeah. So we can be the team here. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're playing team basketball, and it's working out wonderfully for them. It's like we said, they started out 7-3. I didn't check to see if they played um, since I wrote this, but you know, even if they're 7-4 and four or 8-3 and three now since then, that's still an amazing accomplishment considering everybody assumed they hit the nuke button this offseason yeah. and we're ready for a rebuild. Yeah, it's definitely cool, dude. It's like, what? And it just goes to show, dude, if you get enough talent on one team, mm-hmm. you're good to go. That plays a team basketball. Yes. Yeah. So, But we'll see what happens, though, because sometimes you're going to need that guy who can just has ice water in his veins, and I don't know if they have that. So we'll see how the season progresses, yeah. how that goes. But I mean, right now, also if you're at the, if you're the Jazz, based off how many draft picks you currently are sitting on, if you're kind of in it towards and at the uh, trade deadline, who's to say you don't try to grab somebody to bring in that make you make sure you get to the playoffs this year? Who knows, right? Right. I mean, why? Yeah, not? Especially if you have a good record by the trade deadline, that will make somebody. More apt to willing to come over and go, yeah, let's do this, you know. So, especially if you don't have to give up a whole lot of good talent that you currently obviously have. Yeah. All right. So now we get to talk about the fun team in the East. That's right. We're going to talk some Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. So the Nets and Steve Nash have agreed to part ways after the slow start to the season. After the after the stand the team took to not firing Steve Nash as requested by Kevin Durant this offseason, this seems to be a bit of a shocker. Some though are wondering if Nash is just tired of all the drama and wanted to leave. 
Cooper, before I ask for your opinion, I also like to note that the head or the leading candidate to replace Steve Nash is Ime Udoku, the suspended for the year Celtics head coach. Cooper, your thoughts. Boy. Drama field, drama field just hasn't stopped with the Brooklyn Nets in a couple of years now. Everything from the players to the coaches. At what point do we start looking at this and going, there's something going on in this front office that is just not right. Right. Um, because I'm sorry, but Steve Nash, come on. And all of that, but Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is is going to bat for him. It's like, dude. After, well, after he wanted him fired this offseason. But still, it's, it's it's crazy, man. It is. It's it, 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 you're right. It's got to make you wonder what is going on inside this organization that that they're just like all that are, are like. Even though this is no longer technically a good thing to have, or I mean, a good saying because we know it's actually not true. But they're like ostriches with their heads in the sand. It's like they don't see anything that's happening or going on in their own organization. You know what I don't like, too? When teams do this shit, mm-hmm. they like to pin it on people. Oh, yeah. They got to goat somebody. Escape goat somebody. And it's usually a head coach. A head coach. Uh, or like Frank main, Vogel or last year. Or a main player. Or a main player, yeah. Yep. You know, kind of like Frank Vogel last year with all the Lakers issues. Yeah. Yeah, we had to fire Vogel, who was a pretty good coach. You know, yeah. But, no, that's his fault. Mike, you forced this roster on him. What was he supposed to do? Yeah. Especially with a bunch of people that just do not get along. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're you're asking for a powder, or a powder keg. You're asking mm-hmm. for that shit to just blow up, and then it did. Oh, and did it yeah. ever? So not only is that the an issue for the Nets to deal with this week, they had to suspend guard starting point guard. Kyrie Irving, five games without pay due to Irving backing an anti-Semitic documentary. When given opportunities to apologize or clarify anything, he would double down stating that he didn't make the documentary. After receiving the suspension, Irving would finally apologize. He also still needs, and this is from the Nets organization, to for possibly coming back, if they don't decide to just get rid of him, he still needs to complete the anti-hate causes that Irving, the Nets, and anti-defamation League agreed upon in their joint release on November 2nd, including $500,000 donation toward the causes and organizations that work to eradicate hate and intolerance in the communities, complete sensitivity training created by the Nets, complete anti-Semitic and anti-hate training designed by the Nets, meet with representatives from the Anti-Defamation League as well as the Jewish community leaders in Brooklyn. Oh, Lord. After completing one through five, which he's already done... Um, one, which was the apology. That was the first one. <laughs> he will need to meet with owner Joe Sy and the lead and lead oh, and lead franchise officials and demonstrate the lessons learned and that the gravity of harm caused in the situation is understood and provide assurances that this type of behavior will not be repeated. Someone just launched a nuclear bomb into the Brooklyn Nets organization, and it's finally gone off. Uh, yeah, Kyrie Irving, we, we know that he's very outspoken and very um, just out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that this shit finally hit the fan on this, 
is not a big surprise to me. I mean, come on, man. This this stuff though is the reason why I'm actually glad the Lakers couldn't get a trade done with for him. Yeah, all the talent in the world, but he's he's stupid. Yeah. Or just plain ignorant. Is it, it's stupid, man. You give these guys all this money, and then they think they can play like they just can do whatever they want and say whatever they mm-hmm. want, and that is bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? I think that military men should get paid more. Yeah. I think that people that are in our healthcare system should get paid more. I think people that deal with, you know, Department of Children and Families should get paid more. I'll take All that. of that. <laughs> but these people that play sports and want to run their mouth and you get buttloads of money for, for what, going out there and playing a game? Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut, especially when you're under contract. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable that it's come to this situation where I mean, and then to double down on it. It's like, dude, even if you don't full full forwardly believe in your apology, fake it till you make it is the slogan of you're everything. Getting, you're getting paid, dude. It's your just, job. Just say it and move say on. Say it and move on. I mean, golly, dude. It's like, come on, bro. You're, you're one of the most talented point guards. If you were not so hard-headed off the court... Hard-headed and self-centered. Off the court. And and not have done what you did in Cleveland, and then again in Boston, and now what you're doing in Brooklyn, you could have easily gone down as the greatest point guard in league history because of your talent. Maybe not overall point guard, because a lot of people would still say Magic, because of his facilitating abilities, not just scoring abilities, was would still probably be the greatest. But if you want to just go with shooting point guard, you would still be ahead of Curry because of how well and how clutch you were considered. But, dude, after this, I don't even know how you can bring him back even if he completes all five issues and then meets with the team leaders. I, I just don't see how you bring that back. Crazy, you got to just go ahead and eat this. I, I, I'm If I'm Joe Sy in that front office right now, I'm begging the league. Can I please... Release him and get a cap exemption for him, because this—that's that should be no, and that you can't sit there and keep. It, it sucks because it looks bad on the organization. Mm-hmm. It looks bad on the NBA as a whole. Yep, as a whole, and it, it's just oh my gosh, dude. The league is trying to be so progressive about being anti-hate, but yet it was. It didn't realize how much more it needed to expand because they were so against anti-hate against, you know, black people, which is, yes, the majority of their athlete, which we understand. But you still can't be showing hatred towards anybody, even the Jewish community, white people, Asian It don't matter. You can't be... the. The uh, league that promotes they need, anti-hate. They need to change it from Black Lives Matter to One Love. Something. That's it, dude. 
Like everybody needs to love everybody and shut yeah. the hell up. If you yeah, it's crazy. If you got an opinion, keep it to your damn self. Exactly. Especially if you get paid that much money. I hope uh, I hope Elon Musk bans his Twitter account though. <laughs> right? Because he needs it. He, he don't, don't need. He don't, don't need, need to be speaking about. Mm. Go ahead and ban LeBron's too while you're at it, Elon. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Just ban his too. And keep, go ahead and buy Facebook while you're at it so you can ban his Instagram too while you're at it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, the Nets got, I, I just don't see how you bring him back. He, he's just so much of a headache. Yeah. How do you bring him back? A drama queen, self centered, <clears throat> all about himself, want to talk shit about other races, and just, yeah. It ain't right, dude. Hey, right. We're not supposed to talk shit about them. They they shouldn't talk shit about everyone else. Right. That's it. Everyone needs to get along and just chill the hell out. Yeah. Well, and maybe he'll take off and go fly off the edge of the earth like he thinks is going to happen. <laughs> he's a flat earther. My goodness, bro. So anyway, so yeah. So recap: Lakers nuke button. Someone detonated a nuke button in Brooklyn, and the Jazz are just unbelievably hot right now. It's crazy. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, Astros probably cheating. The offseason is going to look no, crazy they in baseball. did cheat. No, probably to it. He's uh, yeah, 100%. I don't care. They cheated. He's guaranteeing cheating. Um, and then, of course, Ross Chastain. When you're desperate enough, you'll do anything you can to get into a championship. Video game status, baby. You know what? There's a wall. Let me ride this bit. Ride that wall, baby. Ride it. And if you're Denley Hamlin, and Denley Hamlin even said, I can't believe that just happened to me. Uh He he had nothing for it. He's just like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess you should have rode the wall so we couldn't have a path. (laughs) That sucks, though, bro. I, I feel bad for Hamlin. I mean, Joey Logano, though, was like, hey, I don't care. I won the championship, so exactly. I'm good. I'm Gucci. <laughs> won the race and won the championship. I, that's just a weird thing, though. I have That's the only thing I have against, I guess, about the playoff for um, NASCAR is you just have to finish the best out of the final four. You don't necessarily have to win the race. It's like, what's the point in the race, then? Yeah. If you don't have to... F- it's like Ricky Bobby says, if you ain't first, you're last. Like, what the hell? I mean, when I first heard the playoff, I, and they were talking about eliminating, I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to start with 16, and then every week we're just going to eliminate, then we're going to have a four-car race at the end, baby. First one around the track, and uh, finishes in first wins. Let's do it. No, that wasn't it. I'm like, man, forget you. You don't even have to win the race. You just got to finish better than the other four. That's right. not fair. Make for a more fun race, honestly, if you just had four cars going at each other in the final race. So let's see who's smart. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find out who's smart, who has the smarter, um, the smartest, crew. Um, well, crew chief, yeah. pit crew chief. You'll find out who has the most talented pit crew, yeah. and you'll find out who the best driver is to me, honestly, if you just had the four. There you go. Four cars, that's it. Let's see who's got this. Right. Honestly, that's me now. That's how I feel about it. Just, you know, whatever. NASCAR, do whatever you want to do. You don't want to define a real champion. And that's kind of like college football in their playoff. 
you know, we'll pick the four guys who the four teams who actually are the best. No, you won't. You'll pick the four things, four SEC teams. Honestly, stupid yeah. bastards. Yeah, and yep. all chaos just came down upon us with that. Oh my God, we're probably gonna have a two loss Bama, a one loss Tennessee, a two loss LSU, and Georgia. Well, wait, no, we'll only have. Well, it depends actually if Alabama beats Georgia in the conference championship. We might actually have a one loss Georgia, a one loss Tennessee. Two lost Bama and two lost LSU. And it'll be the SEC college football playoff. And we're just all sitting here like, yep. I freaking hate you, playoff committee. They'll be like, we'll try to get it in 2024. And like, no, 2023 will now be the expanded 12 team playoff. Not 2024, 2023, if you do this to us. But we'll talk about that on Football Talk. <laughs> we'll get hey, more man, into it. It's Sports Talk. We can talk about it all right here. How you doing? We've already ran over our time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's why. Well, it's been fun, man. It, yes. was, it was nice to get on here and talk some sports talk. Yes, and, sir. And uh, bitch about our Lakers a little bit. Yeah. It's easy to bitch about them. <laughs> I can do a whole segment of bitching about the Lakers. But, but uh, hopefully they'll totally drop this whole Kyrie Irving thing with, with the Nets. Dude, I'm tired of listening to it. It's just drama, drama, it drama. Is. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back again this week. We will have um, wrestling talk. We got to talk about the crown jewel. Cooper actually enjoyed it for oh, once. Wow, yeah, I know it's crazy, right? Cooper's been one of those advocates of I don't see the point of this pay per view, <laughs> but then they finally gave I him a good one. Don't really see the point in it other than money, 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 money. But you money. know, it was it was good this time around. Yeah. So we'll recap that, and if there's any wrestling news prior to that, we'll also discuss that as well. It's going to be kind of hard, though, because trying to cover a pay-per-view match-by-match match is a little hard to do in 30 minutes. What, what's crazy throw is in we, went, we went from talking about AEW all the time. Now we're talking primarily WWE because... AEW don't really do shit. Yeah. They don't really do shit. Yeah. There ain't nothing to do. I ain't talking about it. At least WWE's doing shit. Right? Making noise. Making splashes. Here we go. CM Punk is WWE bound. Wait, what? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me either, but I doubt it. I doubt it too, but I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, AEW, you got to start doing some shit so we can talk about you more. It's kind of hard when you don't... I look through the news, and you haven't done shit. You haven't done shit. You haven't had a pay-per-view. You got less pay-per-views, so... We can't, and we're not doing match cards really anymore. And I don't want to do match cards because, I mean, it's like, let's be honest here. Wrestling fans, if if you're watching wrestling, what do you need the match card for? Right. That's why we keep it to pay-per-views. Yeah. Because it's, it's more, it's easier to talk about with just a pay-per-view. It's just easier. Yeah. Because it's, it's not always the same match every week either. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like... It's not like indie shows where if we give you, like, the match card, it's because half the time you're not there to see it, so you wouldn't know. Right, and yeah, if we if we can end up, if we start going to more indie shows and we start telling, talking about match cards again, you'll notice because we're talking about, we saw an indie show. Yep. So we're going to talk about the match card because we went to an indie show. But guess what? More likely, AEW, you probably saw it. WWE, you probably saw it. Exactly. Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage. We'll just talk about pay-per-view match cards. It's just more better. Yeah. Because whether you watched it or not, yeah, 
at least somewhat know about it, hopefully. But, you know. And then we'll be back with football talk. Um, the Rams suck. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh was off. And the Ducks, thank God, did something because the Gators did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, once again, the Ducks are the only thing keeping me alive this football season. <laughs> it's sad. It's only my Ducks. At least they're going to possibly make the playoff, depending on how SEC bound everything is in the playoff. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I, yeah. I hope they, they, they make it. So. Well, as long as we win out, we at least have a chance. Yeah. But we have to win out. We have to beat Washington this week. We have to beat Utah the following week. We have to beat the Beavers the following week after that. And win the Pac-12 championship. Yep. 4-0. If we can win four straight, you at least they at least have to consider us. I mean, if we at least win out, we're going to the Rose Bowl anyway. So yeah, and I, that's always good news for me. I was I always like the Rose Bowl. So as long as oh, we make yeah. it to the bowl game that we're supposed to be in, but I mean, I'd rather make the playoff because it really shows our talent that way. But you know, if we have to go to the Rose Bowl, we have to go to the Rose Bowl because you know it's the SEC playoff and on the inv- <laughs> by invitation only. If they decide, you know what, we don't need a third or fourth SEC team. We'll take another team somewhere. Come on, uh, Big 12, Big 10. Fucking bastards. <laughs> Swear to God, chaos is about to ensue if Ohio State and Michigan somehow get knocked out both. <laughs> because oh, Ohio man. State's been struggling lately. And if Michigan freaking loses to Ohio State and then Ohio State loses in the Big Ten title game, or if Michigan beats Ohio State and then they lose in the Big Ten championship game, all hell's about to break loose for the SEC. Because Clemson just lost to Notre Dame. And LSU just upset Alabama, which didn't really hurt Alabama according to the polls. They're still 10th. I'm like, how the... Are you still 10th? Oh, because it's Alabama. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have two losses. There are teams with one loss that are doing better than you. That'd be Oregon. <laughs> the O. Anyways. And then, um, you know, Tennessee lost to Georgia. Georgia better just not lose. That's the only thing. I mean, we basically now have to root for Georgia to go undefeated all year. Yeah. They can't lose. Because if they lose in the SEC title game, it's it's going to be chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this chaos, bro. It's going to be an SEC playoff. I can already feel it. 2023, the 2023-2024 20, 20, season needs to be the 12th playoff team. It can't be. It can't do this to me. We can't wait till the 2024-2025 season. Well, oh. only time will tell, bro. Just got just got to keep going and see what happens with this. Yeah. So, uh, so that's basically what we're doing this week, and then we'll be back with more sports talk because I'm sure I'll have more to bitch about about my Lakers. <laughs> there you go. Ah, uh, this is gonna be a fun week. <laughs> Y'all, thank goodness, I have a three day weekend next weekend, so I'm I'm gonna be okay. Maybe we'll see. But that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk, and as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at 
Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 